Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Hey there, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. My name is Jeff Taylor. I'm the sports director here at Bay Hackle Sports. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by the Downer Law Firm. They are Charlotte's hometown legal team. If you're ever injured in an accident, make sure you call the Downer Law Firm. We're glad they're on board and help us supporting high school sports. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Bobby Collins. Glad to be here. How are you? Great, man. Great. Football, Football season. season. It's, it's November, Round, man. round two of the no playoffs coming set. up. Round two coming up. So we're excited to be here and excited for Friday night to come up. So let's talk a little bit for the people maybe out there who don't know a whole lot about you. Just talk a little bit about growing up. Did you play high school football? Yeah, yeah. I'm originally born um, in Sumter, South Carolina. Left okay. there, played uh, at South Carolina State. I was fortunate to play for Willie Jeffries and Buddy Pugh, uh, two Hall Love of Love Coach Pugh. Oh, uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. Two He'll Hall tell of, you how it is, too. 100%. 100%. <laughs> two Hall of Fame football coaches. Um, once I finished there, I started my coaching career in the Rocky White at uh, West Mecklenburg High School. Was at West Mech for four years. Then the next two years, I worked under Bruce Harden, Hall of Fame football coach at Providence Day. Absolutely. And then I was fortunate enough to work for Terry Cochran and Masanori Taguchi as the first head football coach at Huff High School. So that that was my first head football coaching job, and that's kind of where my career got started. Cool. And so you know a lot about Charlotte football. Yes. So let, let's start here, if you don't mind. Let, let's talk a little bit about the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we got round two coming up. We also got the, the private schools there in their semifinals. And to me right now, when I look at the scope of where we're at, um, I, to me, Butler may be the best team out there. 100%, man. Coach Hales has been doing them. You know, we started the Queen City Senior Bowl. Coach Hales was the first head coach that we selected. Right. Hall of Fame football coach, North Carolina guy, does it the right way. His kids are going to be physical. They're going to be fast. They're going to be strong. They're going to be tough. Uh, coach Little John is over there working with them now. So, you know, that's that's – that's just a really good football team with uh, the bases. Mike Newsom and those guys got that program right. rolling a long time ago, and they they just been one of the uh, pioneer programs in the state of North Carolina since. One team that I still think could go a good ways in the playoffs, and just because of the run they had last year, and I've been so impressed with Coach DJ McFadden over at Independence, and just somebody who played there, you know, and now is back coaching there. Um, just the culture that he's kind of brought back to Independence. I'm just so impressed with and talking to him just his mentality and what he's trying to get to those kids to buy into a program which had such a rich history, kind of fell off a little bit, but I think they're back in a big way. Yeah, let me start with DJ. First of all, DJ is one of the best quarterbacks to come through Charlotte. Exactly. A lot of people won't, you know, you know, I'm gonna give him his flowers. You know, I remember coaching when starting my at the beginning of my career when he was a player, right. just watching him, um, him, Coach Knox, Coach Aaron Brand down at Irmo now, but those guys that are that have developed here in Charlotte, and hats off to him for coming back to his alma mater, getting things done the right way. He's um he's came down to South Point a few times where we're at, and and, and brought his kids down there because he wants them to compete and wants them to do that at a high level. So I'm excited for him. A uh, really good quarterback, young player that um that I'm excited to see what they do this week also. One more for you on the private side, and you know Coach Greer over at Providence Day. And what, well, <laughs> he may be the goat, but I mean uh, that team. I, I just I go out and watch them, and it's like, you know, wow. 
and, and, and what he's done there in building that program up and, and seeing the kids that are going to, you know, Power 5 schools and stuff like that. But just, to me, just a solid coach. Man, Chad's been doing it for a while now. When I was at Huff, Chad was the head coach at Davidson Day, coaching his son. Will's been lighting it up. So exactly. I'm, not, I'm not surprised that he's right. in the NFL right now. But, you know, Chad is one of the brightest offensive minds out there. So, you know, I, I don't see nobody beating him. Um, those guys that he has are electrifying the quarterbacks. Again, ranked in the country, ship, you know, from his dad to him as a player now. Right. They just they just know how to do it the right way. And the people at Providence Day always give you a chance to be successful. So you, it's a great place to coach uh, football, and I don't see nobody beating them. You know, I, I've been in Charlotte since 1999, but really only been doing the, the, the sports stuff now for about a year and a half here at Bay Hackle Sports. And over the last year and a half, watching football on Friday nights in the Charlotte area, um, just to see some of these programs, though, come back to where they were, and I go to maybe West Charlotte, and Coach Kreiner and what yeah. he's done out there, or I look at, you know, um, Providence High School and, and Coach Ward, um, you know, five and five or six and five, but getting in the playoffs there and stuff. Is it cool to see some of these teams that maybe, you know, are finding their glory again, get back to where they were? To me, it's Charlotte is so rich in history. I love to see the yes. West Charlotte come yes. back. North Mech made the playoffs this year. Yes. I like to see the, the, the older schools kind of coming back to the forefront a little bit. And listen, West Charlotte, I think they'll make some noise still in the three. One hundred percent. You know, I got here in two thousand and four. So in two thousand and four, you got Pete Gilchrist at West Charlotte. It was when you when you hear the name, the guys that were coming out of there. Um, you know, some great players um, have come out of North Mac. So yes, you 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 want to be excited about the tradition because the tradition in football in Charlotte is so rich. Right. So you got to be excited for those guys, and you know, um, those head coaches do a, do a heck of a job. Heck of a job. You in school from seven fifteen to two fifteen. You're trying to figure out a way to go to weightlifting, the study hall for a few hours because you got off-campus coaches getting there at four o'clock. So you're there, you at practice from four to six, getting home at seven o'clock, and then you got to start this thing all over again. Right. So my hat goes off to those guys and everything that they're doing this year to make sure they're successful. Let's talk about your season a little bit. Yeah. Can you kind of summarize it? Your thoughts uh, on your you season? You know, you know, we are eight and three right now, going to the second round of playoffs. Right. Yep, we're going down to Midland Valley High School. They're eleven and zero. Uh, tailback has over twenty Division one offers. Um, so we're excited, you know, you know, we're South Point. We've got a rich, rich tradition right. there and the standard is clear about winning championships. So that's our goal. You know, we, uh, ran into a buzzsaw when we played Northwestern early this, um, right. earlier this year, really good football team. Uh, coach Walford does a really good job there. So we, we're hoping for the opportunity to see those guys again on Thanksgiving and, um, hoping for an opportunity to go back to Orangeburg, South Carolina and play the state championship. So we're excited. We got a great group of guys, great young team. But uh, old team and the fact that they've worked their butts off all summer long and all, all season long, and we're excited for the opportunity to be able to play this week. Um, offensive side of the ball for you guys, what 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 you know? What are you proud of there? Uh, our offensive line. Yeah, you know, I got ready. You know, I was yeah, going to ask. Yeah, you know, the big yeah, boys up front. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, I played a line in college. Um, uh, Coach Dre, Coach Harrison, those guys do a heck of a job for us on our offensive line. And I'm excited about, you know, we got two backs coming close to running for 1,000 yards. Um, Jaleel Jackson, our only senior running back the last two weeks, has been plowing the way for us. So um, we're excited about the fact that we've been running the ball well. Um, Malachi Marshall's at the quarterback spot. Javion Kearns, an athlete that we put in there with over 20 Division One offers, starts for some defense but also comes over on offense and gives us a shot. So we're excited where we're at. Um, last three days of practice have been great. So, um, you know, you got 75-plus degrees with weather. What else can you ask for in November? So we're excited. 
I struggle a little bit with the 80 degrees. Ah, <laughs> Come on, man. man I, know. I need I need 45, I 50 degrees, that crisp, cool air on a Friday night. That's it. Yeah, you know, Friday nights we don't mind, but 4 o'clock we'll practice. We'll, no. we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball for you guys. All right, you know, we, we are we're fortunate. We have C.J. Dixon. Right. All right, I'm going to talk about him first. C.J. currently leaves the state of South Carolina and North Carolina in sacks. He's had 20 sacks this season. Going to the North-South All-Star game down in South Carolina, down at Myrtle Beach. Um, along with Evan Irvin at the linebacker spot. We have Zantuan Nelson uh, at the cornerback spot for us. Fred Reese, Jazavion uh, Kearns, like I said, one of the best players in the country. Right. So we have some we have some guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I explain to the players all the time on Friday night, I'm their biggest fan. You right. know, you watch them work Monday through Thursday. What you want to see the most is them just play fast. The light bulb goes off for them and just be able to show their talents off. So I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to be the head coach there and um, looking forward to Friday night. You have such a history with high school football and, and, and playing and coaching and everything else and, and going to college and stuff like that, playing ball. In terms of being a head coach, is there one person that you've really learned from? Have you kind of learned a little bit from everybody? Is there one you kind of want to emulate? Man, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I was fortunate to start my career off at West Mech under Rocky White because, you know, um, in 2004, you know, West Mech was – the economic status of the school was kind of low. And, um, you know, you are, you know, Rocky did it all. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, to be in the foxhole with him made me a better football coach. So you leave a school like West Mech and go to Providence Day where everybody's Is pretty fortunate. Right? <laughs> and then you working in the perfectionist of Bruce Harden. So I'm working for the first, the ultimate players coach. Now I'm working for a perfectionist under Bruce Harden. So then I learned exactly how to dot every I, cross every T to me opening up a school at 28 years old. Right. So, you know, I kind of always market myself behind those two guys. Of course, Buddy Pugh taught me how to do it the right way from being a head football coach in college. My head coach in high school, Coach Tom Lewis, everything we did as something was first class. So, you know, I, if I had to say those are the guys that I model myself around, just trying to put all that in the pot and mix it up and give us a chance to be successful. And you guys have been successful and you're still, like I said, heading to the second round of the playoffs. As a coach, you're working with teenage boys. And, you know, we, we both played and stuff. And I know when I was successful, um, I was a kicker. So there you I, go. There you go. But, you know, and, and I played college ball. Sometimes it's, you know, your head can swell a little bit. How do you keep players on an even keel? Not to get too – you know what I'm getting at? Because, you know, it's like, it's, hey, this is South Point. You know, it's – It's, you know, we're, we're fortunate at South Point because, you know, we, we currently have five guys playing in the NFL right, right now. They're playing. But those guys come back home and see the players. They give them the humble piece of pie. They come in the waiting room and work out with them. They come back home and run sprints with them. So I think when you can touch a guy that has been at the same rack that you've been at, practice on the same field, um, that keeps you humble. When you're playing a team like Lancaster, that is Lancaster High School, that's 2-9, and nine, that's on their way to the second round of the playoffs, but that game came down to the last three minutes of the game, right. that keeps you humble. So, you know, we always tell ourselves control what we can control. That's our effort and our attitude. So, you know, our guys – you know, I appreciate our seniors because it's a humble piece of pie every day in the locker room. It's a standard at practice that they want to see. And if, and if that standard is not met, we don't go home until we do it right. Right. Good way to coach. Yeah, I like that's that. it. Like that's that. It. So let's talk a little bit about the Queen City Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> you know, um, when it, for those people out there who, you know, when did it come about? What was kind of the thought process behind it? What what led to the creation of it? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was uh, at West Mecklenburg, Okay, you looked at some of the some of the 
best players. I, I throw out some names of some guys like Eric Noe that came off the top of my head. Uh, David Harrison played offensive line at West Mac, then went to Elon, was an All-American. I look at a lot of players that had that played at a really, really high level in the Charlotte area didn't get a chance to show off their efforts in an all-star game. And in the state of South Carolina, you know, you have the Shrine Bowl, just like we have here, and you have the North-South. But you want it when you when you got football as rich as it is in the Charlotte area, you want to be able to show it off. So we were able to um, come up with this idea of saying, okay, let's, let's focus on the Charlotte kids. Let's focus on making sure this is not anything to make money off of, but let's focus on showing people how important Charlotte football is and you know the great talent that's coming out of this place, and give kids an opportunity one extra week for them to show their talents off in front of the college scouts. So we want to be able to make it to where, with me coaching at Providence Day and also coaching in the high school, in the public school area in North Carolina, you want to mix the public and the private school kids because both places has a lot of talent, and be able to let people come off and show their talents off for a week to give them one extra week to get an opportunity to go play college football and show off their talents in front of the rest of the city. And when is it again to let folks know? The game, the game is December 16th okay. at uh, 12 o'clock at Olympic Hospital. Olympic, which is where it was last year? Yes, sir, that's and, where it was And what year is this for y'all? This will be the fifth game fifth, coming okay. up. Fifth game coming up. So, you know, uh, we got a bunch of players. I, I throw out one like Delmar Glaze. He played in the first one. And Delmar Glaze probably be getting drafted playing in the NFL this year right. coming up. He And also a guy from West Mac. So, for us, it was just about showing off the talents of the guys that – um, that are in this great city, you know, getting a community to be able to give back. We partner up with Metro School right. and see them, uh, right. in Charlotte-Mecklenburg School District. One of my mentors, Ernie Harris, um, he does a lot with Metro great School. Gentleman. Great guy, great guy. Ernie, Ernie gave me my first piece of humble pie when I started teaching just somebody to put me under his wing at West Mecklenburg High School, but he partnered up so much with Metro School, just, you know, doing service that nobody knew about. And so when this opportunity came, when we got with the team, we decided to work with Metro School, Ms. Dice and the principals over there doing a heck of a job with all the kids. And they are raising the ball and raising the standard for all of us, letting us know how fortunate we are to be able to do what we do and be able to give back. So when it comes to selecting the kids, the players, how does is, is there a certain thought process what, behind it? How do you guys go about? Without a doubt, you know we uh, hats off to Matt Morrow. You know, oh, you know Matt, we, you know, Mr. Matt, Friday night is what I call Friday him. night football. He's a genius behind it. So you know every player has to. You know the difference in between what we do and probably other people do. The players get to nominate themselves, and then we have a selection team. Okay, we have a selection team that goes through, watch the film, and along with uh, different high school coaches that don't have any bias, and look at uh, their junior year and their senior year to be able to select the teams. And we're fortunate that we are doing it with the surrounding areas in Charlotte, Cleveland County, Gaston County, okay, Charlotte-Mecklenburg okay. County, Cabarrus County. So, you know, we, we, we've had a representation from all over. But, you know, the hub is also most definitely the Charlotte area. Right, cool. So, two coaches. Yes. Who are they? The head coach at uh, – okay, we're going to have to edit that because I can't remember more <laughs> off the top of my head. Um Ah, let me think. Let me think, Jake. We have uh, once Coach Ward, right? Once Coach Ward and God, Jake, I'm drawing a blank. That's right. We can. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, All right, yeah, got, yeah, it, got, got, it, got, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. Yes. Um, so you mentioned it briefly. One person you were talking about coming through the Queen City Bowl. See, uh, let's try it again. We're all getting messed up. Yep. So you just mentioned one player. Can you talk to me about a few other players that maybe have impressed you? Or maybe – let me ask you this. Has there been a moment in the, in, in the Queen City Senior Bowl where maybe a kid hasn't been recruited but has opened eyes to maybe some college coaches? I'm going to give you my story. I'm going to okay. tell you the one that I think sticks out to me the most. Um, it was running back at Mooresville. 
okay, is now playing at South Carolina State University, okay. my alumni, and has had a heck of a year. And if you know anything about college football now, his phone is ringing. And people are coming to get him to pay him to pay play football at a really, really high level. And I'm praying he stays at South Carolina State because we want to win a lot of games. Right. But you want to be able to put yourself in a, a avenue to be able to show off your talents as much as possible. And we've had a lot of players from private to public to 1A football to 4A football come and play in the game and prove that they belong to play on a high level. If I'm at a small 1A private school, and now I'm playing against some of the superstar players that came out of Chambers or some of the superstars that have come out of Huff High School, and I get to show off my talent in front of them, it's easy for me now to prove to a college coach that I belong. You guys thought that, you know, you're looking at my 1A fam and don't think I can play on that level. When I got in the Queen City Senior Bowl and playing against some of the best players in the country, I rose up to the Showed challenge. Myself. So, so exactly, it gives right. kids an opportunity to be able to show off their talents. Hey there, everyone. You're listening and watching the 704 High School Highlight Podcast. It's brought to you by the Downer Law Firm, Charlotte's hometown legal team. If you're ever injured in an accident, make sure you check out the Downer Law Firm. We thank them for their support for high school sports. Welcome back. Talking to Bobby Collins. Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Head coach at South Point High School, thanks for your time. He's also the founder of the Queen City Senior Bowl, December 16th, Olympic High School. Do you have a website? Yes. Can people go and get yes, tickets already? Yes, exactly. Okay. Please, please go out and get tickets. And, and that's the thing. Like, the, the tickets and the money that we raise, once we pay everybody that helps with the game, that money goes back to the Metro School. Okay. So we don't want, you know, I'm a high school football coach in the state of South Carolina, so I, I, I love my job and where I'm at. But this is for the kids at the Metro School. This is for the young men that are in Charlotte and the surrounding areas to try to um, – show their talents, but if you go to queencitysenorbowl.com, you can also purchase tickets there. In your history of being associated with high school football from playing it and to coaching it and stuff, how's it changed? Because I know that when I played, and I'm 55, and I know when I played, you know, we might have a couple, you know, two weeks before season started, we'd have two a days, and then, you know, it is what it is. You know, I've had two two sons play yeah, okay. at, at Providence, and – it's a different ball game. Yeah, I, I, and, think, I think the, the, the difference is is safety. I, I think that's the word that you want to put okay. out there. You know, when the things that the things that a lot of people will say that um, we would say that it's soft from our generation because of how we from two days to three days and you know not drinking water at right. practice. You know, like the game. <laughs> you want a water break? No, <laughs> exactly. The game the game has changed. You got to right. put the kids first. You know, a safety. So you you want to put them in a, an environment to be successful. So I think the rules that have that have changed our game just a little bit um, is it's, it's for the good because I think it's for the safety of the kids. You know, the last thing you want to do is put yourself or someone else's child in harm's way from you not making the right decisions. Um, I've asked a couple coaches this, a couple players that have been on the podcast, and I know what you're gonna say. Where does academics fall? Ah man, up front, up front. You know, for for me at South Point. All of our players, we have our football class first block. Okay. And, you know, it's, it's not to put football first. It's to make sure that it's consequences if you don't show up time, on time for school. So all of our players show up on time for school. But And then we lift weights. We watch film. Yes, we do football. But 
if Johnny comes in my office and say, hey, coach, I overslept and I need to finish up some homework, he's going to the library and get some homework, homework done. done. We put academics first. Right. Um, we want to give our kids a chance to always start off on a good foot. I'm fortunate. I got the best principal and the best athletic director in the country. Um, so we, we get an opportunity to make sure our kids get academic first. Currently, our team GPA is a 3.4. Wow. So our, our kids are busting their butt in the um, classrooms and they're doing – exactly what we need them to do but you know now with the transfer portal and the nils if you don't do what you're supposed to do in, in the classroom you're not going to get that opportunity to play on saturday and that's on any level so i'll put you on the spot Let's hear it. which i've done a couple times um you mentioned the young man at south carolina state who maybe his phone's blowing up now yeah we talk about the transfer portal um for me and somebody who's been around football my entire life um, you know, my dad played in high school and college and stuff. And like I said, I've had the two boys and I've coached and I've officiated and stuff like that. When it comes to the transfer portal and people have watched us, I don't like it. And I guess what I don't like about it is it's a two-edged sword. Um, you know, I think um, the mentality of, well, I'm not getting enough playing time here. I'm going to go here. Well, is the problem you're not getting enough playing time because you're not putting forth the effort. Yeah. So I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Or B, it's that realm of just going um, – you know, I just I'm not happy here, and you know, it, the me mentality versus the team mentality. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I also see the other side of it. And listen, you know, Coach Sanders, Coach Prime's done some great things yeah. in Colorado. Yeah. When he walked in that one day though and just said, "Hey, for you guys sitting in the room, I'm bringing my dogs with me," y'all, you know. And if a kid left that, I get it. Yeah. Or you know, Coach Beamer walks in, he's recruited you, and all of a sudden Coach Beamer leaves. I just, but I still struggle with it some. Just you're, it's, it's, and I think it, maybe it's the regulation part of it. Maybe we haven't gotten to that part yet. But I just wonder your thoughts on it. It's tough. It's tough. Transfer portal kills high school football kids. I mean, I, you know, kills a strong word to use. But our recruiting, I, I, I was on the phone last night with head head football coach at Chester High School, Victor Floyd, Hall of Fame football coach, and we're both trying to put our heads together, figure out what do we got to do to make sure that our kids that are really good players are getting an opportunity to get recruited. If you are at South Carolina and not playing much before you don't play football no more, you're going to transfer to Gardner-Webb. Now, before when Gardner-Webb would take the high school kid to go play, now they got to transfer from South Carolina. So now Newberry gets to take the kid that Gardner-Webb was looking at. Right. So it just cycles it way all the way down to where the fact that we got a lot of high school kids with sad faces. It's, it's disheartening. It's disheartening. It's disheartening. And I, and I look at it both ways. If you are Jamie Chadwell and you left Coastal, did it the right way, now you at Liberty, he's running a different system that you maybe were recruited to do at Liberty. Right. You should get the opportunity to move on and show your talent someplace else. Right. So I think it's a double-edged sword. You know, the NCAA won't work it out. Yeah. NILs I, won't change. The transfer portal won't change. I think because what it does, it makes college football exciting like every everybody's ratings went up either you're really really good or you're really really bad right. it's no middle anymore and and it, I, i'll hit that point in a minute along those same lines the nil i get it i guess i don't like it though yeah. um and, and and i guess my gist is if a if you know let's just Jaden davis over providence day and he goes to michigan and you know somebody offers him three or four million dollars He's still getting a full ride. It's like, but I also get that some of these kids, that's going to take care of their family for the yeah, rest of their lives. So it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a two-edged sword and a fine line. What I'm scared of is, and what I've stressed when I've talked to people, is the one thing I love 
um, or have loved and still love about college football. I mean, I had my kid go to South Carolina, a kid go to App State, and now yeah. a kid at the University of Tennessee. Yeah. I don't want to lose the purity yeah. of the game. Yeah. And I'm scared that's where college football is going. We're, we're, you know, the NFL is a business. We get that. And I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. College football maybe has always been a business, but I think it's even more of a business now. And, 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 I, and, and to me, it's hurting the sport. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the biggest issue with me as a head coach is that the guy beside me, I'm paying a million dollars, and this guy is getting nothing. That's the issue, right? The, the, the camaraderie in the locker room. How do you get yeah. exactly? It's, it's, it? it's become so much business now in the locker room, and you know, you you, you how do you control that? How do you right. control you know the player beside you not being jealous that you're getting paid a million dollars, but you're stinking it up in practice, <laughs> and I just took your spot, but you've got guaranteed money now, or y'all going to match right. that million for me, and I and I replace you. Um, but I think college football at that high level has been making so much money for so long. You gotta pay them, right? You gotta pay them. So the kids have earned, the kids have earned their right to do that. I just personally think we have to take the NFL model. It's got to be a salary cap. Guys right. should only be able to make this, do it by precision, right. by our position groups, and um, you know I think Don Staley does a real good job with it at the University of South Carolina. For what I've heard. I'm not sure, but I just think you got you got to get a system. She does. In I place. follow her. Like, I, know, yeah, no, yeah. You know I mean, you know, you got to get a system in place. But I, I think the NCAA's got to govern it. But I do think the kids can get paid. I think if you are, if you and I both graduated college with two hundred thousand dollars in the bank because we played at a high level, even though we didn't make it to the NFL, our lives are changed for the sure. rest of our lives. Right. So I think the That's kids a good thing. exactly. Yeah. I think the kids have earned that. But I think we got to govern it. I think we got to govern it. I know when the ACC coaches were here last week to talk about uh, basketball, and I remember talking to Hubert Davis in UNC, and that's the main thing he said. He goes, listen, it's there. We just got to regulate it. That's it. Whether it's the transfer portal or the NIL, we just got to regulate it. That's it. And right now it's just kind of nobody can seem to get a grasp on it. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, not with high school, but, you know, back to college too, you talk about expansion, and, you know, I could go into all this detail. Like, yeah. The ACC to me is no longer the ACC. 100%. You, you, 100%. You've lost the purity yes. of the ACC. That's correct. You can tell me Virginia's going to go out and play Stanford. I'm like, no. Exactly. So it, it gets kind of crazy. I, what I worry about now is the trickle-down effect to the high school level. It's coming. And, and, and I know North Carolina at one point, they were like, hey, we'll do the NIL, and then they stopped it, saying, yeah. no, it ain't going to happen. And we know. I mean, we've been around it. There are kids who want to, you know, I'm going to go to – I mean, I've seen kids on Instagram going, I'm blessed that I'm going to here. And I'm like, wait, you're going from one high school to another? That's it. <laughs> and, 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 and I, you know, it's a thing I struggle with or whatever, but are you scared of the trickle down? And, you, and like you said, maybe they already seen it. Well, are we going to lose the purity of high school football? It's coming. Okay. It's coming. And, and how, what do we do? Uh, you can't. You can't do much about it. You can't do much about it because if you are some of the great players that have came out of North Carolina, some of the great players that came out of South Carolina, you think about South Point greats like Jadavion Clowney or Stephon Gilmore, guys that were first-round draft picks in the NFL coming out of University of South Carolina, coming out of South Point, those guys would, would have been signed in the million-dollar NIL deals because right. they were ranked in the country right. as a player. So I, I think, um, again – it's got to be a governing group that governs it. I think that we as um, the commissioner in the high school leagues in North Carolina, South Carolina, I think Georgia's already passed it. Somebody's got to govern it. Somebody's got to wheel it back in. But I, I do think it's going to happen on the high school level sooner than later. So let me ask you this um, in terms of um, 
North Carolina, South Carolina. Who's got the better football players? Um, I think I think, <laughs> I think both state has players. I think in the state of South Carolina, you are fortunate to do football a lot more. I think we are. We all, you know, we have an open season in March, and right. then we have an open season in May. In the state of North Carolina, you can't have a spring football game. Right. So I think I think North Carolina has a lot of talent. I think South Carolina, we get to we get to develop our talent a little bit more because of the time and the um, allocations we get with right. them. Because like here, like for CMS, like middle school, you can't play as a sixth grader. Correct. So you can only play seventh and eighth. Correct, and in the state and in the state of South Carolina, in the month of March, we have an open season. I'm allowed to have sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh really? graders all on the field all with me. At the same time, wow! All, you know, what I mean, and again, no helmets, just t-shirts sure. and shorts. But, but we for are, that sixth grader, exactly, being out there with eleventh grader, exactly. You are you just going over fundamentals and you teaching them how to play the game the right way, so that. When we get back to May and they get to do spring football and the high school get to do spring football, we're moving at a much faster pace. Cool. Yeah. Coach Collins. Jeff, thanks Thanks for, for your time, me. partner. I greatly Thank appreciate you. it. Best of luck round two. Yes. Go get them. That's it. And we'll keep an eye on you and see how you do. And uh, thanks for all you do for our kids. For our players, teams, everybody around the air, we thank you. Thank we you. appreciate your time. All right. Hey, guys, that's it for the 704 High School Highlight Podcast brought to you by the Downer Law Firm. Make sure that if you're injured, you contact the Downer Law Firm for all your needs there. And, of course, enjoy the football action this week, both in North Carolina, South Carolina. One more time, Queen City Bowl, December 16th. December 16th, QueenCitySeniorBowl.com. Queen he knew what was coming. That's what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Please go and get your tickets. It's for a really good cause. I had a chance to be on the sideline last year and work that and, and talk with the kids and stuff. And uh, I know it's something that they'll uh, – They'll, they'll always remember. 100%. So appreciate your time. Guys, that's it. Make sure that if you uh, listen or watch this podcast, you like it, you subscribe, comment. We always like to get uh, comments, talk to you. And until then, enjoy the football, enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next Friday. Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered.